Welcome to the first episode of the new season of the Refold Roundtable podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things language learning. And in this episode, we are reflecting on all of the topics that we covered in season one from working with your target language, native versus translated content. If you could do a language, what would you do all over again? And more. And I am Brie. I am the social media person for Refold. I make memes and I like talking about languages. And I am a Spanish learner, stage 3A. We also have Gorg. Gorg, do you want to introduce yourself? All right. Hi, I am uh, George or Gorg. I am the community manager for Refold and I like languages. Then that's good. I'm glad you like languages. <laughs> and we also have Shiki. Shiki, do you want to go ahead and say a little blurb about yourself? Yeah, uh, I'm Shiki. I am a uh, language coach at Refold. Um, and I am a Japanese learner at stage 2C. Nice. So today we're going to be talking about, I guess, everything that we've ever talked about. Everything. Um, like everything. We're going to do a little dive into all the topics that we've talked about in season one. Um, but before we get into that, let's go ahead and talk about the new format that we're doing in season two. We're mixing things up a little bit. We will be recording not in front of a live audience, but we will be doing a uh, premiere on YouTube on Friday at 7.30 p.m. EST. What's that in Pacific time? Someone help me with math. I don't know it off the top of my head. I would have to have World Time Buddy uh, in front of me. Isn't it 5.30? Uh, yes, potentially. Potentially. I think, 5 <laughs> I think it's 4.30 p.m. PST. And it will be 7.30 p.m. EST. Because there's a three-hour difference. We know languages, but we don't know math. We don't do math. We do not do math. And it's the same time as usual. So if you've been tuning in for the live recording, it's the same time as usual. Uh, so yeah. And so we're going to be in the premiere on YouTube chatting it up with y'all. And um, it's going to be a lot of fun because we're actually going to be able to participate in the comments with everyone. I'm actually really excited about that this season. There will still be an after party on the Refold Central Discord server after the premiere is over, where uh, the hosts and uh, the audience, hopefully, will hop into voice chat and discuss the uh, the podcast, the conversation, topics, then eventually, obviously, accents and the usual, uh, you know, talking points. <laughs> the usual accent talk. Um, and we'll go ahead and link um, all the links in the description below. So if you want to join the after party and join the refold discord, you can. So do y'all want to jump into it and start talking about our past topics? Where do you want to start, George? I mean, I figure we'll go chronologically. Start okay. from uh, episode one, which <clears throat> I guess was when to start speaking. And to clarify, this is not episode one of like the Refold podcast, because actually we started out as a uh, sort of a book club podcast. <laughs> and the real ones the, know. The, the real people yeah, we always ran out of things to talk about halfway through, so it became a general language sort of uh, 
just rambling discussion among mods and friends and uh that's where the refold roundtable podcast has its roots but the the first official refold roundtable podcast and our most viewed uh episode episode number one is when to start speaking when to start speaking that was a fun episode to do because i think we all had did we all have different opinions on that what was your I what think was your opinion so yeah because i feel to start like speaking? It's, it's, yeah yeah oh i don't know so i actually i have users who are still going back through all of season really? one and they dm me about it and really <laughs> i do not remember exactly what i said verbatim i had a user today uh on the 26th of october uh yeah. message me about the translations uh episode that we did oh, and wow. um he was directly quoting what all of us had said in the episode and i'm thinking geez it's been like a long time i've had a lot of days since then i don't remember what i said had a lot of days (laughs) what's your your view now i don't think your views have changed i think your views have been like my views haven't changed and i've I've given the same exact thing you know the same statement depends on the language depends on the quality of the translations right and uh you know my, my views have not changed but i can't remember verbatim Word for word, I can't what, remember I said. what I said either. I feel like my views have probably evolved. Like I'm a pretty open. But it's person. a really interesting experience having you're being quoted word for word to you, and you're like, right. I might have said that. I don't re- remember. I, mean, I don't remember anything that I said this morning, let alone like a month or two ago. Yeah, I don't remember what I had for breakfast. God, I don't even. Did I have breakfast? No. Yes. No. Yeah, I had my breakfast at twelve noon. It's called lunch. <laughs> <laughs> all i know is that bacon was involved Ooh. um and then i guess the second episode was where we had darius brought on um that was awesome and he was a great guest would love to have him yeah. back um which is a great thing about this new format going forward is we kind of compile the uh the you know the the suggestions from the community we can better choose great guests that match the topic like we did with Darius. Um, Darius is I'm my saying dad. his name wrong. It's Darius. He pronounces dad. it Darius. He's going to get on to me. It's Darius with an ah, not an ah. Yeah. I want to um, be like him when I grow up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it, he, it was really enthralling listening to all of his experience because he was super knowledgeable about, I mean, obviously about speaking and because he's an interpreter, right? Yeah. He, he's an interpreter, he does right? interpreting. He, he, I don't think it's his full-time do? gig, but it's but definitely it's awesome something he, that he does. Can do it. He did yeah, like San Diego Comic Con this past one. That's um, that's living the dream. That oh yeah, so I think cool. it's great. Last and time I talked to him, I think interesting experience. I think he's like, in Japan now, or he might have been in Japan a week ago. I'm not sure how long oh. he's going to be staying there, but I think I invited that's him back great. on the podcast for this first season, towards the end of season one. And I think mm-hmm. he declined. I think he was busy like moving to Japan or taking a trip. I can't remember. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he also introduced corrected reading um, mm-hmm. as a way to practice your output, and that was something new to Refold, and uh, we've really liked it. Ethan has really liked it. We've been using it with our clients as a something to do going forward when you do hit stage three, and yeah, that's kind of cool. Can we can we explain briefly what corrected reading is for people who don't remember or didn't see the episode? My memory about corrected reading. Yeah. Ooh, uh, 
that was something like reading with a tutor and i don't remember yes. the specific i think so... it's like you read and then they interrupt you every well not interrupt but they like correct you on every single pronunciation error yeah so i've heard of people going about it like yeah with a tutor where they they will read something that is uh very simple like a graded reader where it's like you can't possibly not know what the words are so that you can concentrate on the pronunciation like above all else and then every sentence uh your your instructor can uh correct your every little mistake yeah so like you're you're reading something and the goal is to sound as native as possible with the teacher correcting you every step of the way and yep. um it, it is what it sounds like, right? Corrected reading. You are corrected as you're reading, but it's very nitpicky and meticulous, but um, it's a great way to hone in your accent. Yep. I'm looking forward yeah. to doing it when I get there to that stage. I believe in you. Yes. I, I'm probably there. I should be doing corrected reading, but YOLO, I don't really care about my accent. So you know, I think go. that eventually, whenever we have a re, like a sort of an update to the um, the roadmap, Stage yeah. three is going to be the part that changes the most. And I look I forward think... to including things like corrected reading and yeah. uh, cross talk. Crosstalk. That's a yeah. whole episode. When's I didn't that know that crosstalk was not even mentioned in the roadmap. I Wait, thought it what? was. I don't think it's actually mentioned in the roadmap. It might have one honorary mention somewhere. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. It. It's not, it's not as. It's not like a core part of the roadmap. I, I had that realization like a week or two ago. Um, gonna, so I, I do look forward to like, yeah, check the site. Do some grepping, as the nerds say. Yeah, See yeah. if you can uh, find any mentions. There might be like one mention. Yeah, I'm not even sure. Right That's crazy. And then while you're looking that? into crosstalk, we'll move on here. And uh, we also covered language do-overs. That was pretty fun. Uh, and it might be worth revisiting. There's actually a lot of episodes this past season where, like, we were getting our bearings together. Because it was live at the end of the day on Friday, we were all finishing work or Girl Scouts yeah. or something. And, like, <laughs> it could be a little hectic. And we only had three days to find a guest to go with the topic. Um, not a lot of prep time. So I definitely yeah. think that in season two, it might be cool to, like, redo some things to do over the language do over episode do over and a do over to do yes. over the do over i also Perfect. think too like the more that we have these talks and these discussions and the more that we learn i think there are more things that we would reevaluate and think about doing differently if we could do it over like the more we learn the the more we discover things that we might have wanted to apply earlier and so on so i think doing that from time to time is a good like um it's a good check-in, you know? Yeah, I think that for things that are less, I don't know, based in fact, right? Because facts are facts. Um, things that are where you discuss your experiences. Everybody has different experiences. So when it comes to discussing like SLA, second language acquisition science and research, you know, it's pretty much A or B, right? It is what it is. But with things that are like just talking to advanced learners, getting their experiences, those can be done a thousand times over, I think. I think it's definitely worth redoing and hearing about other people. Maybe some of the pera pera people from the Japanese server. Who knows? Possibilities are endless. Yeah, that'd be then fun. we also had that great episode, Listening Deep Dive. Does anyone remember that? It's where we introduced Josh, the uh, 
the data scientist. Uh, yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was that like was really good. popular. Yeah, yeah I he's got a, a popular guy. I got a lot of feedback cool because dude. he's sort of like um, people don't know the devs. They maybe know yeah. uh, they maybe know George from I don't know sending a support ticket on the site or from the coaching program or just from being on Discord. They know Vanessa again from just being on Discord or maybe the coaching program. Bree again active on Discord, active on social media, Facebook, uh, Twitter. That's all Bree. But our devs, Lindsay, Josh, Daniel, even Ethan, are like the unsung heroes. And I think it was cool having a dev on. Um, and he got to talk about like learning French, some of the cool things that he has been doing, um, especially because like he gave up reading. He was really, really reading yeah. heavy and he swore off reading for a year. And if I recall, he's now better at listening than he is at reading. Which makes sense because time. he's not. Yes, yeah. because he's not done, and he's still not done it. He, I don't think he's reading <laughs> or doing Anki. He's raw, like listening podcasts, right. true horror, true or true crime. Yeah, uh, he's he's in the true crime game, the murder gang. He is <laughs> not committing it. Just like listen to podcasts. What, what did we find out about <laughs> crosstalk? Do we talk about it on the site? I I I searched for it in the search bar and I didn't see anything. So I don't think we do. Is it simplified or detailed? Oh, okay. Let me look in the detailed one. I think I was in the simplified. Mm -hmm. um, but while we're talking about, I would love to have Josh on again because he's the person who gets all the words right for all the refold down. Okay. Okay. So I just did that cool Google hack site okay. colon refold.la space crosstalk. And I typed in a couple of variations of it. And crosstalk is not mentioned at all on refold.la, as far as I can tell. So it checks out. We didn't even mention it. And um, we, we do just an episode had... about crosstalk. That would be a lot. Yeah, we could. I think there's some confusion around it. Um, we've yeah. had two crosstalks this past year. We had some with um, Mr. Salas. We had some with uh, Tarco. So like German and English, Spanish and English. Yep. Yep. And... Um, I got the impression from Mr. Salas viewers, his community, and then from our own community that people just don't really know what crosstalk is or understand why it's useful. Um, and it makes sense. It's, we don't even mention it on the roadmap. It's one of those things that like, you just kind of understand from immersing in refill and like immersion learning culture. Um, but it's not actually on the roadmap. So imagine if you're coming in from the outside, right? And someone says, oh, yeah, my friend Brie recommended this. This is how she got good at Spanish. And they only know the roadmap. It's not yeah. mentioned. Yeah. It's crazy. So for people who don't, we keep saying cross talk, but we're not really saying what it is. <laughs> um, to sum it up, it's you have a conversation, you speak in your native language, and you speak with someone else who speaks natively your target language. Um, and the example that um, was brought up is like Chewbacca and Han Solo, how Chewbacca always speaks... Chewbacca-y <laughs> and Han Solo speaks in English, but they understand each other perfectly. And the goal is not to output, and you don't have to dumb down anything you're saying. And so it's a really good like comprehension exercise. Um, it's and... a it's a great way to like dip your toes into how conversation works in your yes. target language, yes. like yes. Um, getting the flow, how a native would talk to you, what words they would use, and then you don't have. The, the extra pressure on yourself to try to respond in the target language when you're not 
comfortable yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. And it's really helpful. Um, I remember I did that. I mean, this isn't an episode about crosstalk. We should save some of this conversation for later probably. But um, I remember when I first started like on Tandem or Hello Talk, I would talk to people and say, listen, I don't know how to speak well enough yet, but I would love to have a conversation with you. Why don't I speak in English and you speak in Spanish and we'll just talk back and forth. And I remember that being a lot of fun. And this can happen a lot, too, in highly bilingual places where people's active and passive abilities are not the same. Um, you see it, you know, uh, in some very heavy Spanish-speaking parts of the U.S. where, like, if you go to Miami and you go to a Spanish-speaking neighborhood, they will probably understand your English, but they might want to respond back in Spanish. Or if you ever go to the Philippines... Um, I'm I'm a pretty bad example of this, even with our active users on uh, Refold in the community who do speak Filipino. They'll shoot me a DM and I might be working and I want to respond and, and resolve the issue, but I don't want to like spend a lot of time outputting in, in Filipino. So I'll just instantly respond in English. I know they understand it and they know that I understand the Filipino and we, we unintentionally just have crosstalk. So I think it can actually happen kind of organically in like language contact situations. Um, but yeah, the whole Chewbacca and Han Solo, the Wookiees is a really good example. And that's how it kind of felt. I watched uh, the crosstalk that was done with Magic and Tarko, uh, which was German and English. And it really did feel like I was watching uh, Han Solo and Chewbacca. It's a totally I, bizarre I experience. I also enjoyed uh, the Spanish cro crosstalk with uh, Ethan and Mr. Salas. It, his, so Mr. Salas' community, I think, was also kind of confused as to yeah. what a crosstalk was. And I think at some point it just kind of devolved into a full Spanish conversation. That's my vague memory of bit. it. It did um, kind of devolve. It did kind of devolve into Spanish. But there was good portions of it that were crosstalk. But... They also wanted to know that he spoke Spanish as well because he was, you know, they had never heard him speak before. So I think there was some like curiosity. Respect. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like he's he's teaching people how to, you know, acquire language and, um, you know, making he, sure he's legit. Yeah, he's legit. Like he speaks Spanish to yeah. a pretty good level. So. Yeah, do we want to talk about the next the next episode? We're this is a great topic. We should definitely revisit this in a um, future episode. Um, so we did what listening deep dive with Josh is what we just talked about, and then we talked about domains next. And yeah, that, that one. Was kind of fun. I actually really like talking about domains. Uh, there's yeah. this idea that Refold invented domains. We did not. Uh, we we call them domains, but Crash and refers to it as like narrow reading or narrow listening, yeah. narrow input. And um, domains are not genres, right? No. If you have a favorite author, we'll say uh, Ben. Ben is your favorite author. Ben who? I'm not going to. I'll leave that up to you. And we'll say that Ben, <laughs> uh, he might write um, romance. Uh, fantasy and uh, horror, right? But his voice that he uses when he writes is going to be very similar in his books. And that can be like constructions, grammatically, word choice. So an author can be a domain. 
um, even though the author writes in different genres. And that's like a really big, confusing thing, I think, for a yeah. lot of people. And what I've noticed, especially with coaching, people do not understand why narrow input is useful and how it's rocket fuel for acquiring, um, sort of mastering a very narrow slice of the language. Because really, the vocab repeats so often, it's impossible not to learn it. Um, right. But yeah, I think that, that that topic deserves a second round. Uh, you know, I don't think we, if we were super interesting, or if you count for it, it's kind of low. And I, I definitely think we could do a better service as to like what domains are and why they're important. Yeah, so like a be little... Like an informative a little, like, episode tutorial yeah like what what it is how they work how were they made where did domains come from who made them up not who made them up but you know what i mean <laughs> where did the concept come from george made it up no just kidding he didn't make it up but yes. yeah i think that would be a really good topic to like you know professor gorg can we have like a professor like professor gorg episode <laughs> oh my like... god yes <laughs> no so, someone did suggest that just like uh you know, a second would, podcast would, that we do where we just that. discuss the actual science. Um, that's yeah, that's you, something please. that <laughs> that is all you. But that would uh, be awesome. I'd listen to that. That'd be fun. Yeah, and then the next episode I want to bring up, I guess, is we covered native versus translated content, and this one's kind of interesting because I thought it was really an interesting episode, but mm -hmm. we don't have a lot of views on it on YouTube. So, I don't know. I'm not sure. This is something where maybe there was confusion in the title. Um, and again, there tends to be a, a, a disagreement as to whether translations are native or not. Mm, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I saw this a question recently posted in the Refold Central Discord server. Because Refold Stage 2C, according to the roadmap, says that you need to be able to understand native adult content to like a, a high degree to move from 2c to 3 and the question was is do dubs count and again i'm not totally sold that dubs or translated content are any easier i think in general anime is pretty easy no matter what the language um and again they're not dubbing it into spanish or german for foreigners to learn it they're right. they're dubbing it in for a native audience. It exactly. was probably translated by a native person, and the voice actors are going to be native unless the the role calls for a foreign accented person. Exactly, exactly. So I I, I mean, we all know my feelings on translated content. Mm -hmm. I am very pro translated content. Um, you might miss out on some of like the cultural elements of the culture that you're immersing with. So you will need to supplement that and find native content that you drive with. But um, I think that uh, translated content is can be very challenging. It's a lot of fun to read, and I really enjoy it. My oh, opinion yeah. has, has evolved on uh, certain topics, uh, but on this one, uh, I just still cannot get behind it. Yeah, to each yeah, uh, Vanessa always has the um, very old school uh, sort of approach and stance on these topics. 
And also, just to clarify, like, I do think that translated content does count as native content because it's made for a native audience. And like you said, it is produced by native speakers and it's not dumbed down in any way. You know, I feel like it's yeah, and I, complex. You know, this is really, I don't want to, I want to cover the other episodes that we, we talked, that, yeah. you know, that we did this past season. But I could talk this about is worth, this all night. I could talk about it too, because I've got some more thoughts. You know, when people talk about translations or dubs, it's always Harry Potter, yeah. which is ultimately yeah, a kid's book. Or it's anime. And sorry, anime tends to be at a level that's not super advanced. I've seen it in Japanese. I've looked at JD, jpdb.io. I've looked at their statistics. I've seen the word counts in anime, and they don't compare to adult stuff. They just don't, right? They tend to have like two or three thousand words, you know? Um, so I definitely think people aren't jumping in and reading War and Peace in their target language as their first book. So they, they think that, oh, translations are easy. It's no, you're reading a translation of easy content. But this is really worth. <laughs> A whole other episode. Right. And let's see here. So yeah, typical learning week. We had Sin on as a guest for that one. Got high views and it was really inspiring. People loved hearing about Sin and his um his daily habits, his regimen. He's very regimented down to his skincare, uh, the time he wakes up, the time he eats. Um uh, and that was really interesting, I think. Yes. He's like I aspire to have a fraction of his like discipline and his ability to schedule himself i don't think i could go full sin if you will um but chatting with him definitely inspired me i don't know if it inspired any of y'all but it definitely inspired me to, like wake up earlier and um have a more structured day it definitely inspired me to wake up earlier for sure have you been after that talk yeah, I kind of was uh, kind of just waking up in between any kinds of times between like six, seven, eight. But like, actually, ever since that episode, I've been pretty much waking up at six, like every day, like every day of the really? the, the work week. Yeah. Uh, uh, on the weekends, I'll sleep until like seven or eight. But during the work week, I am consistently getting up at six now. Nice. I can confirm Thank you, that. Sam. I work uh, <laughs> intimately with Vanessa uh, on a daily basis, and I can confirm that she's usually like wide awake by six and, uh, you know, active. So sending messages yeah. in the group chat. Wow. That is true. Yep. You're an inspiration. She and Ethan you. both get up. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. I'll see an employee chat. I'll see Ethan working on a project until midnight, and then I see him the next day, four or five in the morning. <laughs> sending his first message again um, i can't do that i can't not do so that. you know not not to throw shade but i do think that ethan schedules naps so like he's really into like basic <laughs> sleep shade at all it's not shade it's just like he's he, you know it's not like he stays like the insult you nap you napper like how <laughs> how dare you nap during the day I think naps get. I've taken them. I, I let I let the people know. Hey, I didn't get good sleep. Yeah. Because I work third shift, right? So sometimes there's going to be construction going on, or I get some like somebody delivering something they knock on my door. So I definitely will let the team know. I say, hey guys, I'm going to go take a nap. The difference is, is that Ethan, it's part of his normal routine. It's on his schedule. 
I can see it on his calendar. <laughs> and I think I that's can't a good thing. Nap on command. Like if I say, okay, I'm going to nap for 30 minutes, there's no way that I can just will myself to sleep. Like side aside, like I literally so, cannot do that. You know, I, I feel relate. like he's he's natty. He's natty to use some uh, some fit terminology. He doesn't consume a lot of caffeine, and I suspect that that means that he's got like better control of his ability just to sleep. Whatever. Sin also does not consume caffeine, so like Ethan will have like a very watered down cup of coffee, and I, I've seen him do it. He makes one cup of coffee. And then he drinks it till it gets cold. And then he adds hot water back to the coffee. Oh he doesn't God. actually add any more coffee. He doesn't actually add oh, any more coffee no. to it. He just puts hot water back. So by, no. by the end of the day, his coffee is literally just like brown water. Okay, now that is shade. The Nappy's CEO is getting exposed on this is podcast. Not shade. I'm saying he doesn't have a lot of. <laughs> no, no, no. We need to get him back on the podcast. We need to get him back on the podcast. And like, we just we invite him under the guise of like, we're going to talk about a subject. And then we just sit him down and we like have an intervention about his coffee drinking habit. No, I think it's good. That's why he can nap because he just it's doesn't. Good? Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't consume, you know, a thousand milligrams, I guess a gram of coffee a day, right? Because April he basically Fool's just waters it down. Idea. April Fool's it, <laughs> it reminds me of my grandmother. My grandmother also used to do that. Um okay. he he kind of looks like tea by the end of the day, like very like a light brown. Water down? I can't. I mean, just stop drinking it by that point. Like or have tea, like have decaf tea or decaf. I have feelings like I have feelings I didn't even know were in me right now about this. I don't know how I'm going to move forward. <laughs> we're exploring brand new feelings on this podcast. <laughs> this, this is breaking um, news. Fold CEO. Back on top. That, 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 let's, we'll, we'll, we'll reel it back in here. Yeah, please and do. I can't the next like thing this. to discuss that we covered was working with your language. And that yeah. was interesting. Um, so it was a fun I really liked, yeah, I liked interviewing Jimmy, uh, the leader of the cult of Newsology, our Mandarin admin, for people who don't know. He is a literary translator. He translates actual, like, published novels. Um, mm -hmm. And it was really cool having somebody who's, like, a literary translator, Chinese to, or, yeah, Chinese to English. That's really cool. But it cool. did become a little bit of an interview. and like. We all work with our language to a degree. I've been an English teacher. I do support emails in Spanish for like if somebody buys something or if they need help like accessing yeah. the guide or they don't understand. And uh, I could do a whole episode on on like things like I get people asking like very direct questions that are, yeah. you know, like what what's your opinion refold on what I'm doing with Anki, right? Like, it, you know, just all sorts of things. And uh, I try my best yeah. in my broken Spanish. So like I kind of work with my language. There's so, more than just translation. Like like translation is, there is a career path, but there are more ways to work with your target language than than translating. And that would be a good subject to to Oh yeah, um, for sure, you know. I mean it can be to. something simple like working retail and helping somebody buy something, right? Mm -hmm. Um, there's more to, you know, working with your language than translation or interpretation. And it turned out to be an interview, which is great. 
but I think that more can be said about it for sure. To add it to the looking, list. Yeah, looking here, we also covered healthy language learning. Oh, um, yeah. And right now, that's the lowest uh, viewed episode. And I think it it's just, hurts. you know, <laughs> yeah, pe maybe hurt. people don't want to hear about it. Maybe time is a factor. I don't know. And uh, it can be kind of demotivating, I think, talking about like healthy language learning, especially in a, in a community of immersion learners where people like pride themselves on going hard, right? People don't yeah. want to be told, no, you shouldn't be reading for 16 hours a day, right? So who knows? Um, but that was a topic I'm not, I'm not sure I really enjoyed discussing that. Uh, I remember you being very into it. Like you're really digging into that topic while we were having that discussion. Yeah. So I've gone back and forth, you know, uh, when Refold was kind of inherited from, uh, you know, its roots, um, it inherited on the Discord servers like this health and wellness section from from Matt's days, back when Matt was more active. And um, it's one of the only channels in the whole server, the whole server network that I keep muted because, like, at some point it, it crosses the line into like giving medical advice, and I'm not a doctor, and like. You know, like I can say, like definitely, probably shouldn't be listening to things like with your in-ear monitors for twelve hours a day. But um, and I've seen the damage that over immersion can do. You know, I've seen people get eye problems. I've seen people get ear problems, ear infections, and I don't know. It's just such a strange topic because it is kind of like medical. I don't want to give medical advice. I don't want to broach anything. But at the same time, like I don't. Not what I don't want to hold my tongue and be like, "Hey, you're destroying your body. Quit. It's not worth it. You'll get your gains, <laughs> man." Okay. I, right. I I can't even tell you. Like lately, there has been like an influx of a couple of people on the Japanese server who are just uh, a combination of of insane and love studying, and they also have an abundance of free time. So, like at first, they were doing like. I don't know, things like 50 new cards a day in Anki. Oh, and I was God. like, wait a minute. I, I almost had like an aneurysm reading those messages because I was like, wait. And then <laughs> and then I find out they have so much free time. Like, okay, well, I still don't like it, but I can't stop you. Right. Yeah. There's there's like a difference between like having enough time to do those things. But if you're balancing other responsibilities, you have to balance them, you know. Cause you know, if you're an adult and you have a job or if you're a student in school or anything, you have responsibilities that you have to touch on first, right? You have to pay the bills. You have to spend time with your family. You have to do self-care and take care of yourself. You have to eat healthy. You have to drink water. You know, you have to do all these things. You have to leave the house and touch grass, right? I sound like um, such an old man, especially with some of the Japanese learners because that that's community okay. tends to run very, that tends to run like very young. But when I see people yeah. um, like the user Hamuni, He's like, hey, I got a perfect GPA this uh, this semester. I'm like, great, that's awesome. Or he's like, hey, I went to a party. I'm like, awesome. Like, I don't want to be encouraging, uh, you know, not having friends, not going to parties, right. not studying yeah. for your tests and getting a good GPA. Uh, because there tends to be this sort of toxic cycle of people like, I immerse while I'm at school and I don't do my homework. And I'm like, uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's like a that's a whole other it's topic. Like lopsided priorities where... 
you know, nothing else is important other than language learning. And that's just not the truth. And that's not a healthy attitude. You're learning a language to supplement your life and to enhance your life, um, not take it over completely. You know, it should enhance your experience, not take it over. Yeah. So I do feel a bit like a grandpa with all the kids. Oh, do your homework. But, I'll um, buy you a cane. I'll buy you a cane. Yeah, I need a cane. I need, I need hearing aids. Uh, yeah. And then we also discuss moving on with the next episode, making the best of your scheduling. So that was cool. We had Pete or Doviende uh, for the first time. And maybe the only time we've had him on, but he's definitely uh, could easily become a recurring He'll be on guest again. on the He'll yeah, be on he, again. I'm calling it now. He's coming on again. He was a great guest. It was really fun. To talk and with he, him. he's a great guest. He's just been around for a long time. You know, he's been sort of in the the language learning slash influencer. You know, he has a really old blog, um, and he definitely. You know, he spent Steve Kaufman. Like he's been around. So it's definitely it's like a really cool cameo from like one of the OGs. You know, back from like the anti Moon era, sort of like early to mid 2000s kind of OGs, I guess. And he kind of is the opposite of what we just covered, where like people who don't have anything to do study intensively. Uh, when he was at his peak, he was able to do like 35 hours of Italian while working a full-time job. And that was cool to see that it's doable if you do have a great schedule, great discipline, good time management. Yeah. As that still took sacrifice, though. It wasn't like everything was in perfect harmony. There, there oh, yeah. He had to give up League of Legends and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> One could not the League of Legends. Not. <laughs> not my League of Legends. That game. Ugh. Probably for the best. <laughs> uh, I am pro giving up League of Legends. Don't, don't cancel me in the comments. Don't come after me. <laughs> Don't I am the me. world's worst uh, twisted fate, man. I it, League of Legends is the only game that I play. I play it like oh, once or twice a month. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, definitely. I always start a game. And I'm like, why did I spend an hour investing in this? I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna feed. I'm not gonna do well. And uh, the times that I play, and then also the servers that I play on. Uh, really long queue times. We could talk about how like your immersion time could increase if you quit league. So we won't do that, but that could be its own episode. That'd be a great episode. A, a League of Legends intervention. Stop playing and start <laughs> learning a language. <laughs> or you just like live stream playing uh, League of well, Legends. Well, I know. I, I've I've been streaming it on the Tagalog server since we got have one. You? Just like. Yes, I have, because, like, basically, I want the server to thrive. And I think I've done a pretty good job of, like, just being It's a available. great server. But it's I'm not server. studying Filipino all the time. I'm yeah. dabbling in Korean. I'm listening to English music. But I still want to be available. So I'm like, you know what? I'm happy to chat. And I can chat about <laughs> Filipino while I'm playing League of Legends. So, yeah, the past couple weekends, I've definitely been there on, like, Saturday streaming League of uh, Legends. Mm -hmm my amazing twisted fate uh beating so shout out your filipino if you're if you're learning Filipino, if you're learning tagalog there's a server and it's amazing and you can watch george play league of legends in it so you should join it just giving it a shout out that's a good shout out uh <laughs> moving back to season one of the repo roundtable podcast <laughs> we 
had an episode what we failed to learn. That one, that one was a tough one. I wasn't one. there for that one. I wasn't there. Yeah, you, Brie wasn't there for it. Um, were you sick? I had, I had the plague. I don't. Yeah, think you, you had the plague. Yeah, I had the. Yeah, I remember I, because I was convinced. I heard was your voice, and you sounded negative. You sounded like you had been a pack a day smoker for the past twenty years. That was the that best was like I could a, do. That was awful. Yeah, that was your best voice. So you weren't there <laughs> for it. That was a really strange episode. It's got a lot of views. Good engagement. It was really kind of like yeah. popular, I guess. But yeah, it was not done as well as it could have been kind of framed improperly. And yeah. definitely, I personally, Gorg, got some direct feedback from the live audience of, hey, you're demotivating me. I think that I talked about like being more successful if you have a good reason. And people don't want to be told, oh, anime is not a good reason. And I think anime is a great reason to clarify, you know, if you love anime. Uh, but it just seems less likely. You know, if you live in the target language country, sure. you've got friends or family who speak it or actually engaged with it, you're probably going to be more dedicated um, yeah. than I think otherwise. You need, if you need external validation for your reason, it's probably not a good reason, regardless of what it is, right? So, like... Only you can tell if your motivations are pure, if, pure, you know what I mean? If your motivations are good enough to keep you going, because they will keep you going and you'll know. Um, if you have to try to convince yourself that your reasoning is good, no matter what it is, probably not a good reason. But For at sure. the same time, you know, someone might say, hey, your reason's not good enough, but it really is. Like mine is really ambiguous. I want to avoid Alzheimer's. I want to run from dementia. I want to be bilingual. That's it. Like, <laughs> that's my motivation for learning Spanish. Uh, when I first started, I didn't have a huge love of the culture. I do now. Um, but, you know, I didn't want to move to a Spanish-speaking country. I didn't want to do any of that stuff. I simply wanted to be bilingual. And I went, Spanish, that makes sense. I will do that. And I've been doing it ever since. And that's and similar to, me, to Cole's reason. reason. You know, Cole, Hulk. Got really good yeah. at Spanish over like the course of like 10 years of traditional education. And um, he also basically was like, yeah, I'm from Texas. I should learn Spanish. That was it. And he got good. So, I mean, it's not saying that you can't have strange reasons, right? Like kind of fluffy reasons. Like, I really like K-dramas. I'm going to learn Korean. You can. Lots of people have learned just for K-dramas and gotten really good. Um, but it seems like Personally speaking, and I've heard other people also comment about it, um, that having a quote-unquote good, solid reason does make it more likely to succeed. I think that's true. It's not that you can't succeed if you're doing it on a whim or you just like the media, because you can. But it seems like there's a, and, and a really good... And that might be a good reason for someone. That might be... And it like might be, yeah. really drives them, you know? Because people aren't a monolith. Everybody's got you know, different things that they want to do. The important thing is that your reason needs to keep you going. You know, you have to wake up every day and keep going. And for some people, you know, you need a reason to do that. So that yeah, was, and I definitely, I'm really sad uh, I missed that topic. I've got a lot to say, obviously. Well, the <laughs> great know. thing about that topic, that's another one of those topics that's just sort of like <laughs> Did we get to do it feelings, again? right? Maybe yeah. if, if, oh, if we please. have, we'll see season two. Um, so many feelings. 
about reasons and things. Speaking of feelings, uh, <gasps> the next episode was uh, the the SRS episode. Uh, apparently, oh, yeah. was uh, a little spicy. It was very spicy. It got double the comments <laughs> of any other episode. Um, I got those comments again. Yeah, and it was a little, a little heated. A little heated. Um, <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad. You know, no, no, no. The conversation was fine. The comments were heated. You know, people oh, yeah. were, you, you know, um, twice now since getting into content creation for Refold, I personally yeah. have seen people react very strongly to two things. The first thing is being told they're reading books that are too hard. Um, you would think that I was going to crawl into their windows and take their books that had too many unknown words. Right. Okay. I sent out an email a while back. That was one time. The second time <laughs> was the SRS episode where I had people in the comments saying, oh, all of the people who got good did use SRS at the beginning. Um, I got compared to being an anti-vaxxer for suggesting wow. that people wow. don't need SRS. And I got told that my methods were outdated. And again, I don't use word lists. People there, asked me I'm personally. Sorry, were there polyglots in the 1800s? Were there polyglots in the 1400s? There have, like, yeah. There, ha, there are, sure and there, there are polyglots the in the middle of nowhere in, I don't know, the Horn of Africa where they don't have Anki. Okay. Nobody there learned There are people this day who are Anki. still learning without Anki. <laughs> and one of the direct questions I got was, what would you say, George, wow. to people? who don't want to use Anki, how would you get them started without? So I was like, okay, let's think about it. Paper flashcards, lightener box, wordless. I don't use those myself, but I think they're a valid option if you don't want to use Anki. And, or even the graded um, content. And this would be a good time to have uh, Chicken Dude, or Crush, uh, as he's known on Refill, to come on. He's also a very old language learner. He speaks Basque. He's the one of the Cantonese uh, admins. Uh, he's been language learning again about as long as Pete has. Um, he's quite quite good. He lived in Basque country for like five years. Um, his wife's Cantonese. They speak Cantonese at home, um, and he himself has experimented using word lists. And right now, he's very active on the Tagalog server, learning Filipino without any flashcards. So, like, there are people out there who go from zero. Just right now, he's stage 2B or 2C in, in, in Tagalog. And he's not used a flashcard. It's doable, guys. You don't need Anki. It's not like I'm going to say you can't use Anki, but there are people who can do it. Um, yeah, like if Anki keeps that was you from just a really... language. Like if it's so, if it's something that really turns you off and, you know, I remember I put off language learning because I was freaked out by Anki. Uh, and I eventually like caved into using it, and I think it probably enhanced my experience. But um, it's not impossible, like you said, to learn without it. Anki's UI is not great, and it's definitely confusing. And I've been using Anki off and on for like seven years or something, and I get support tickets from people. Hey, I I I got the deck, I got Anki, but Anki's really confusing. And I think that a lot of people particularly Anki power users don't understand what it's like to be like, I don't know what a step is. I don't know what a leech is. Uh, why don't we use good or hard? You know, it's just, yeah, it was a very controversial episode. And again, use Anki, read hard books. It's fine. I'm not going to, I'm not going to steal your Anki decks. 
I'm not going to take them, but that was a heated episode, I think, and mostly from the comments, not from the actual discussion within the episode itself. And the next episode was about traditional learning, which was seemed like another controversial episode. Was it controversial? I don't it was think an it interesting was controversial. Discussion. I, I feel like so we were I very have strong passionate. feelings about this one. I've got strong feelings because I don't feel like we properly defined trad learning. And I don't know. I just feel like it could have been. It, it's one of those ones that I would like to revisit. You know, we kind of. Um, it's just worth a revisit, I think. Uh, there was so much more to say about trad learning. We talked about it mostly from the perspective of being in a classroom. Um, but what about people who buy self-teaching textbooks, right? Like, there's a lot to be said for trad learning and skill building and so on and so forth that didn't get said. And a lot of conflation. And I definitely, that's one that I would love to see redone personally. Yeah. Yeah, there was some confusion about, like, if it was in classroom learning versus book learning. And honestly, I think both of those things could be their own podcast because there are many facets to traditional learning. Um, I think most people think of traditional learning as in-school classroom learning, right? Because when most people think of language learning, they think of learning a language in class. But there's also traditional um, studiers who are self-taught and they get textbooks and they do things like that. So... Yeah, I would love to have that conversation again, um, especially if you break it up into sub subtopics, because there's a lot to dive into. I just I have a grudge. I have a grudge against traditional learning. And uh, <laughs> I, know. I, I don't think I'll get over it because I did the whole classroom thing. And I also tried uh, the self-teaching thing. And it's just it feels so limiting. Like if only yeah. somebody like, you know, took the you know, took the time to tap me on the shoulder and be like, hey. You don't have to keep doing things this way if it's not working. And I would have been so happy if someone told me that, but I had to figure it out on my own and I'm, I'm salty. I would love for one day for refold and immersion concepts to be traditional learning. You know what I mean? Cause they're right. It's, it's traditional learning is the enemy. You know, um, here at refold, we're creating vocabulary decks for people to learn vocabulary we're creating grammar primers to help people prime their brains for immersion. Um, we're, but the philosophy is different in that it's um, understanding first before output. You know, it's un learning to understand and recognize, not necessarily synthesize the language and say things right away, um, because the first step to fluency is you know understanding. So, I would love for there to be like a shift in perspective where people don't think of um, understanding being something that needs to happen later. Like, oh, I can't watch content until I do this grammar book. Instead, yeah. it should be, oh, I'll look at some grammar while, 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 while <laughs> I can't speak, while, while, <laughs> while going through this book and looking for these concepts in the wild. Um, and I don't think it should be an either or thing. I think that, you know, working together would be, would be good, but I don't know. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I think there's a lot of synergy. Um, things can go hand in hand and that's definitely an episode worthy of a recap or not a recap, a redo or a revisit. I don't want to say redo. 
like revisit. It doesn't need to be a topia. Episode was still good, but we we could talk about other things that we didn't get a chance to to talk about. Yeah, for sure. And what's our final one? So, what I want to introduce the final episode that we've we've done. Can you internalize your target language as well as your native language? Right. Yeah. That one was a cool one. We learned there was a lot of aspects to it. Like at first I was kind of thinking it was just in terms of uh, understanding and comprehension and output, but there's also all the different uh, facets of it, of like culture and body language and, and like animal sounds, how you sneeze, how you say the word ow or ouch. Uh, A lot of stuff kind of like a lot to unpack in that episode, but it was sort of, you know, part of season one was that the community chose the topic um, and we like, we, we rolled with it and they'll still be inputting on topics. We'll still be choosing them with season two, but uh, some topics are definitely harder to discuss, right? Because within the first 15, 20 minutes, we were like, yes, but no, but yes. Right. Ethan cited an actual study and um, we're like, you can get really good at your target language, but is it really the same? Yeah, we had even the the refold CEO himself as the guest, the one that we were just roasting about the coffee. (laughs) But uh, watery coffee tops down. (laughs) We need we need to have a coffee episode with Ethan. Ethan, please explain to the coffee fiends why you brutalize your coffee. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm really passionate about this. I don't think it's that strange. Like that's what my grandma did. Like she would brew like a big heavy pot of coffee and then she would add it like, add, you know, he doesn't, she doesn't, obviously she didn't put it in like a, a hydro flask or whatever, but like, it, it's not that weird to me, you know? And I think that's why he can take his snaps, but back on top, we had Ethan on for this past episode, this slow, the last episode of season one. And, um, it was a good episode. But I don't feel like we were on topic. I feel like the last half of it was just goofing off uh, as the refill team. So like, nothing wrong with that. That's fun. Like that's definitely fun. That's cool. But it's fine for things to go off topic, you know. Yeah, that was just one of those topics. You know, I feel like it was the topic itself because, like, as soon as Ethan, like, twenty minutes in, was like, "Here's what this SLA research says." Your brain is different. You store it in a different place. Uh, you might be able to be really good, but is it really the exact same? That kind of killed it. That ended it, right? So there's so much you could say about that topic. Like the answer is either yes or no, right? Yeah, you, or, yeah. Or so close. I'm hoping that with season two, where we can choose topics that are more open ended, have more time to get really good yes. Um, I'm hoping that we won't have so many. Um, I don't know. I don't want to say goofy because I definitely enjoy goofing around. But and I I get like sometimes I'm in teacher mode where I want to like I'm lecturing at people uh, and I get that it's okay to have fun. But I definitely would like to have things that are more open ended um, where we don't just like 20 minutes into the episode say, hey, we basically answered the question. The topic is over. Now we're going to BS about incomprehensible output for half an hour. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And was that the last episode of the, the past season? That was the last episode. Uh, wow. And I definitely, there's more to say about all of these. Our 
I don't know. Um, I definitely think having Ethan on was a high for me in season one. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I really enjoyed having guests. A low for me was season one. I really wanted to have Keji on from uh, like uh, Kotsu.io and none of the topics, again, because of how the voting was taking place, let me interview him. And uh, I think his pitch accent stuff is really cool and definitely uh, not having Keji on in season one was a, a low for me. Well, maybe it can be a high for the season. We'll, I we'll hope so. find a topic. Um, we can tailor a topic to him. It'll be great. And I also want to point out, we're, we're not going to not consider suggestions from the community. We still want to talk about things that um, matter to you. But we will also be talking about things that we want to talk about because we have certain topics that we're really passionate about and we love to cover them in the podcast as well. Um, so don't stop sending in suggestions. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, in my mind, it'll be a running list of suggestions. Yes. We'll say, hey, this was suggested to this state. Uh, credit the suggestion so like people know that, hey, we're still doing community suggestions, but we'll be able to tailor it, have more prep time. And three days is not a lot of notice for like the hosts or the guests. Like if we want someone really cool to come on and they're like really important, right? They're not going to have time to say within three days, oh, yeah, I can come on to your podcast or not. So I definitely think going forward, this new format is going to be uh, superior. Pretty much so. And I think that the premieres will be a lot of fun, too, because we'll actually be able to chat with people as the Yeah, because I definitely know that Bree and uh, Vanessa do enjoy inter- interacting with the live audience. <laughs> and then kind of, there's There's, there's been a couple of times where, like, I feel like we were distracted and maybe uh, talking to the audience. We, so I will not stand for this slander. <laughs> I am. Where's I need an attorney. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we can chat as much as we want. So no big deal. I'll distract myself. Somehow. No, just kidding. No, I think it's going to be a lot of fun doing the premiere and being able to like rewatch the, the episode with people live as it happens and um, interact with people in the comments. I think I think that'll be a lot of fun. All right, y'all. I think that's it. We finished the first episode of season two. I'm really excited to see where the season goes and what topics we'll talk about. Thank you to everyone who tuned in to this week's episode of the Refold Roundtable podcast. If you're tuning in for the live premiere on YouTube, make sure to join us after this episode, immediately following the podcast in the Refold Discord for the after party. It's a lot of fun. We chat and talk about things um, in voice chat together. If you loved this episode and want to hear more, you can listen to past episodes on YouTube and Spotify. And if you enjoy this episode, make sure to give us a like and leave a comment below to let us know. We would love to hear from you. If you'd like to suggest a topic for future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Um, you can suggest future topics in the Refold Discord, and that will be linked in the description. Thank you very much, and we will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Refold Podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening and maybe even learned something new. Projects, events, and content like this podcast are only possible thanks to our generous patrons. If you liked this and want to see more similar projects, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Visit community.refold.la slash patreon-benefits to learn more.